Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mirror Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle David. Today, I have with me a very special guest, one of DFW's most talented musicians. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful individual and a super decent guy, Chet Stevens. Chet, what's up? Hey, 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 hey. What's poppin'? What's going on, dude? How are you, man? I'm great. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you, man. Thanks Thanks for for coming over. Yeah, dude. Uh, Congratulations, by the way, on the baby that's almost here. The baby is almost here, man. Dude, we have. Uh, How you feeling about that? Well, it was a life changing event, bro, man. It's it's. Uh, she was due on Sunday, so um, basically the kids uh, gonna. It's her first one. It's her first one, so it's gonna take. They say it can be a little like a week mm-hmm. late or two weeks late. Yeah. So we're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. You know, that's exciting. If man. we have to do the in, inducing or whatever, then right. We'll do that. That's like last option, huh? Yeah, well, it's different because she's doing a natural non-medicated birthing center, so we're not even at a hospital or anything. Uh, so, you know, it's just a different it's a, it's a different type of thing. Like you have to instead of um like getting the induction medicine or whatever, I don't even know what it is in the hospital. Or tracking, yeah, like um, the things that they do over there. They do the, the natural they version. They shoot you of up that. with stuff, and then it happens, yeah. and whatever, whatever you're doing the real version. Yeah, so. God's version. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. God's version <laughs> is just it comes out. Chet hey. and Katie are having a baby God's way. We're having a God way, kid. <laughs> Not what Yahweh. What are you going to name him? Yahweh? <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> yeah. we Yahweh Stevens, welcome. There you go. <laughs> Yahweh Stevens. Chet, tell me about yourself. Give me like the like slim okay. down origin story. Who are you? Where'd you come Who from? Who I am? Uh, my name is Chet Stevens. Roger. Uh, my I started, uh, I play music uh, full time, I guess. Um, you guess? I, I guess so, man. What do you mean you guess? Well, I guess it's true. It's my job. It's weird. It's weird be, having a career in music. Basically, it feels weird to say that I'm a professional musician, even though I do it all the time. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Right. And that's my career. Um, but sometimes like you, I don't feel like I'm worthy of saying that because I'm not where, not where I, in my own mind, believe... Um, to where I'm like validated on the way of like saying your vision hasn't been fully accomplished. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I haven't reached the point of where I'm. I feel comfortable of saying that. I'm just kind of where like, would I'm that like, point be though? Like man, man, in front know. of ten thousand people? No, no, no. I don't think okay. it's that. I don't think it's anything like that. I think a lot of it. Uh, a very simple one would be playing my own music mm-hmm. to instead of like doing the own doing the, shows where people come to see Chet play yeah, Chet. Yeah, not so much the cover thing like right. I'm playing like oh, I'm being the entertainment source. I'd rather for the artistry when it can switch over to that. That's mm-hmm. that's where I'd But you feel do some like of that, I, right? With the Chet Stevens band. I do that. I do that, but we do it very rarely now. Yeah. And it's completely Have taken you scaled that back? Mhm. Yeah. Why is that? So so you were a professional musician, musician. So it's not like you you, I uh, no no I have I've always you're just been really that. humble no no yeah I guess I mean you gotta be um I I guess I've always played shows with my band and that's what we focused on it's like playing original stuff with it so but we don't always play a lot because we don't like to overplay the city sure you know how are you from Dallas well I'm from Lafayette Louisiana but okay I mean I've been living in what's I grew up in Watauga never heard of it it's just right outside it's like Keller Texas are you like are you that. country boy I, mm-mm. We so you and me know each other, but we yeah. haven't spent a lot of time together. So there's like yeah. all kinds of stuff I probably have no idea yeah. about you. No, I'm not a country boy at all. Um, no. Okay. Well, I came from Lafayette, Louisiana. Moved came over from your here. mother. Huh? But... Yeah, I came from. She discovered me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> she was a talent agent. <laughs> Popped out. She was like, "Oh, 
That's a good one. He's a there's, keeper. There's that one. I think I'll keep it around. Appreciate that, Ma. Uh, Thanks, Chet's mom. <laughs> Yeah. Her name's Tessa. Hey, Tessa. And next time you see her, just Thanks thank for her. This guy. Unless you don't like me, then you're like. Well, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't be over here. Yeah. You would not be allowed into my isolated area mm-hmm. where me and the cats chill. You, yeah. My cats would oh, pop out at some point. Well, I haven't either. They're around. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my uh, I moved up here with my dad. My dad was uh, working at American Airlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, he. Not the, for the airline or for, for the, the center? Okay. For the air. Well. I mean, he's a aircraft mechanic, so he's been, at that time he was in the hangar, um, so they moved from a company called Gulf Air, which he worked down in Louisiana and PHI, and he, he was, he's been a, in the aircraft industry forever. Then he moved over to Tulsa, and then from Tulsa we moved to- Oklahoma! I was born in Midwest City. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Right you know on. what? It's right outside Oklahoma City. Y- yeah, I don't know where that's, we, we lived in Tulsa and Owasso, and uh, then we moved here. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then we've just been here ever since. Mm-hmm. He Your mom there. is still in Louisiana. My mom? She's here. No, she's here. They're oh, together. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, they're. I lost that part there. Yeah. You're like I moved with my dad, and I was like, where'd the mom oh, go? Oh yeah, more my we moved here for my dad's job. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, still together. Um. <laughs> you know, as that's rare these days, man. Divorce rates like fifty percent. I mean, it's not to say it's the greatest marriage ever, but you know, it's uh, everybody's got their own struggles. It is what it is. You know, it's like fine, but they stuck it out. You know, good for them. Yeah, that's a rare thing. My dad's a funny guy. Good for him. That's where you get it from. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. I tr- probably not. You know, I get a few things from him. I don't know about my personality. We'll just give him all credit for the good things. Bad things, ah, luck of the draw, the devil. I give my mom the credit for the good things, man. That's fair. She's she's, uh, pretty pretty cool. So growing up, like, where did you even get into music? Were your parents musicians? Did you get it from your mom? Okay, so you want to check it out. My dad. Yeah. So my dad got me You can have one of those if you want. I do want one. I brought two flavors, bro. Dude, I'm just looking. Shameless plug, RX bars are dope. That's for you. I love the covers of these. I know, just three egg whites, 14 peanuts, two dates, no BS. You should be sponsored by them, dude. <laughs> That's why I said it right here. Oh, okay. RX bars are great. <laughs> three egg whites, six almonds, six, four cashews, two dates, and uh, no BS. No BS. It's my favorite ingredient. I like it because you can, <laughs> it's like a double date. Kind two of, dates. Huh? Right. It's two dates. Two two dates. Oh. In one. That's a fruit. This I is guess. one date right here. Oh, look at us. Your parents were dating, and then they made you, and then how'd you discover music? Um, my dad, um, oh yeah, you're good. Boing. You're bringing me back on. So this is going to be, uh, do you have ADHD by any chance? Uh, not diagnosed, but okay. fully probable. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so it's it, if, if we you, both bro. do, it's like, <laughs> we're going to Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah you're good. Here. Music, so, you discovered uh, it somewhere, or it found you. My dad, my dad actually, the way that it started was when when I was really young, when I was eight, my, in 1996, actually. Way back in the dark ages. 1996. I know this because my dad's Yukon. My dad got a GMC Yukon. It's, he still has it. It is a rust bucket. It's a piece of junk. He won't get rid of it. Goes from A to B, right? I don't even know if it runs anymore. I'm like, dude, get it out of your driveway. It's so ugly. I love it. Anyways, he quit um, in 1996. He uh, quit smoking cigarettes. Good for him. Yeah. And um, he he cold turkeyed, really, and uh, willpower all the way. Yeah, man, grit. That's there's something to be said. For and he grit, was man. he was a big smoker. He was like a, you know, I think like two packs, sometimes three pack a day kind of 
smoker. Heavy. Uh, just super heavy smoker. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, you know, that kind of. Right. Chain smoke. Yeah. Um, so he quit in 96. Good for And him. in order for him to, he he's not one to really want to go the route of like. Uh, Programs and. Yeah, anything like patches, that. Patches, gums. Yeah. Yeah, I think he tried the gum for a little while, but then he just picked up like extra spearmint flavor or something and double mint. He didn't for need the years, nicotine; dude. he just needed the habit replacement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he picked that up. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, during that period, when he uh, when he was like kind of having, I guess like Nick fits at the end of the night, we had this old like beater guitar in the closet. It's a like a nineteen. 60s something Yamaha like three quarter scale guitar and he picked that up and he started playing bought a chord book and that's what he did that that was like his cigarette replacement yeah like, I gotta have much. a new habit yeah yeah mm-hmm. just to get his mind off of I guess you know because it's sure. always good to replace that kind of stuff with, with sure with something well, it's else. hard to put something down and then just like mm-hmm. look at it as it's down like it's easier to like turn to something different. Be like, oh, I'm gonna do this yeah. over here. Yeah. So it's not reminding you. Yeah. Like, and I mean, what a what a great thing to pick up though. Like a guitar. That's awesome. Yeah. So he it's better it than up. like. All right, I'm gonna smoke meth. <laughs> yeah. Not that your dad uh, would smoke meth. Yeah, he did. Oh no, I'm just joking. Okay. He's a meth addict. I don't know him anymore. <laughs> okay. He actually left me. So, anyways, um, uh, he picked up the guitar and he started getting a chord book and then, so from then he just kind of um I walked out and I was like well what are you doing I want to do I want to do what dad's doing so so he's playing the guitar and you're just like you know father son like want to do what daddy does yeah man and then I just picked it up and then just like like you know he took forever to kind of learn just some natural chords and like get your fingers right and he had them old mechanic hands, so like he was really thick and kind of beat up, so he couldn't do anything. And I'm a little eight year old limber kid, so um, I just started smoking. I just smart smoking him, dude. <laughs> and he was just like, "Well, all right, fine." Here you and go. Yeah, from that he gave he bought himself a another guitar, which is actually the guitar that you see me play all the time. That's the one that you started on. No, or that's the one he bought. My dad bought that mm-hmm. that guitar. Um. After he was like, here, I see that you're playing this. So he gave me the old you Yamaha. Have this one, I'll buy this one. Exactly. It's circle back around to Yeah. You. Yeah. So on when. So that's a nice guitar, I'm assuming, because you play it. It was, dude, it's not even a nice guitar. Um, I, I When I was 18, I guess I started like doing these acoustic shows, which you've seen me at. Um, and so I asked him when I was like 18, I was like, hey, man, I got a gig. Do you mind if I like borrow that? Because it had a pickup in it. And my acoustic that I had didn't have one. So I was like, can I borrow it and do it? And he was like, yeah, just bring it back. Well, that was like freaking 14 years ago now. So I was never like. Never brought it back. Yeah, I just never gave it back Has to him. Has he ever said and a word? I beat like the hell out of it, dude. There's holes in it. There's like, it's been it's been highly abused. Yeah. Because it's been my, like, it's just been my. And it it's doesn't go sound great, but somehow I've made it sound fine. And I've got. That's interesting. Over the years, it's gotten a little bit more character, and I've got used to it, so I've learned how to control it. Right. And um, now everybody comes, what, dude, ask him what guitar it is. Like, dude, it what is so that? Good. It sounds great. And I'm like, dude, this is a $350 Yamaha, or not Yamaha, Washburn. Like, it's not a nice guitar. Is, it, 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 is there, like, something to be said for that? Like, as a guitar player? I'm not a guitar player, but you see, I have one. I've thought yeah. about learning it. Like, yeah. How much... 
uh, has to do with the equipment versus the user. I think it's the user because a lot of guitars is like the hands. Um, of course, like you can get on a $10,000 old Martin D28 1934 and it's going to sound freaking amazing sure, there's something to be said for quality but, yeah but, but more you would say for a talent and user. but a dude who's if you were playing it and you're playing a couple chords on it of course i can make that thing sound better than you you know no offense take no offense you kidding. know I like even play guitar. You know, if you yeah that's why i was trying to put it in the point of no for sure you know you, you just have a little finette like my buddy uh, a bunch of my my guitar player buddies can make my their them sound anything they pick up sounds better when they play it sure you know my buddy leo is like like how does that sound so freaking amazing yeah he's like a freak but you know it's just it is what it is you know you learn to deal with it you're like and then so you're, you, you're you have no plans on letting it down though what like, you love that guitar um an emo- is there a sentimental connection to it i i I don't know if there's ever... I, or is it just a comfort? Like, I'm comfortable with this because I rock it. I, I think I just know how to use it now, I guess. I, I, I've gotten used to it. And now when I pick up somebody else's, it just doesn't feel right. Even though mine doesn't feel great. Nobody's ever picked up my guitar and went, oh, this just feels good. This is good. it, man. No, they're like, ugh. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but you know how to manipulate I know sure. how to manipulate Just it. like this program that I was telling you about. Like, yeah. People are like... What? You use what? Why and I'm are you like, using that? But it doesn't matter. Like, I get the audio in. I know how to make it sound. It's your good. operating system. It's your flow. It's exactly. how you work. Um, right. That's that has to. More I think to people do with put it. like equipment and uh, you know things of that nature on a pedestal. One hundred percent. At at a beginner level, like yeah. not that I'm anything special, but like I've learned that like it's not so much about this microphone or that microphone or this program. Yeah. It's like how again, like the guitar. How do I manipulate it? Do I know how to like be comfortable on it and manipulate it mm-hmm. to get the sound I want? Yeah. Somebody else might use the same equipment and get a different sound. 100%. Yeah. As long as you know what you, as long as you know how to use your own equipment, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. You don't need to worry about anything else. Question. You know? What? Random. We, what's the weirdest thing? Cause I know you've told me a few weird stories about have happened at live shows. Yeah. What's like the weirdest live show story? Whether it's like you're just playing at a bar, like a big show, like what's the weirdest story? It's a weird fan story. interaction. You did something crazy. Just something um, weird happened where you're like, I'll never forget that. Like that was wild. Um, I've gotten a, I've got, I haven't gotten into any like weird situations, but I've gotten into a, a couple like, situations that have uh escalated pretty quickly how many years have you been doing this like playing shows uh man i started playing shows when i was literally eight years old really so yeah a live show yeah there's there's a long story behind where where i started so um the weirdest thing is just uh, people getting a little you know alcohol leads people to run in their mouths and uh and that hecklers yeah not so because I'll, I'll talk smack back to him because i don't care you've seen me do that and um but sometimes it gets a little aggressive um and sometimes it's kind of ended um in a physical altercation yeah well yeah so <laughs> yeah I, I plead the fifth on on those that's things. fair that's <laughs> fair but um but yeah, I guess that's the weirdest things. But not much phases you as far as uh, like playing not, in front of people, dude. It doesn't matter anymore. I was it always that way? Because you said anymore. I no. I used to. I used to have the uh, the um. I used to have the concept of going. Oh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna try to uh, just uh, show people what I can do. 
I used to have that mentality. Want to like, impress, oh, impress new not, people? Not so much of, of look at me, but, you know, still humble. I've never been like the cocky, arrogant guy, but it still was but just... you're confident in your skills. Yeah, yeah. But it was just kind of like I wanted, um, like I'm saying, get back to it, just the validation of that, of what I'd done for so long. And then I, then I quickly figured out that none of that at all matters at all. Um, Expound on that. Uh, well... Because what most people would think it matters what the crowd thinks of you. <laughs> no, it, it, if became, you're a musician. it became less of. I'm not even talking so much more uh, of, um, of, 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 of what you do, mm-hmm. like as in my my career or my craft or whatever. Um, it became like a complete like mind change of like literally nothing that I do. Um, matters. Okay, me trying to say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm great at this or this or whatever, or I, I had that mentality of I want validation from other people, and nothing matters. Like now that I, I've found out that nothing matters because my point is to is is to just be thankful of of what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a gift, and not everybody has. Not that. even so much. I believe that I. I, I in in not with nothing to do with my 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 craft my music with me personally i've gone okay i'm like created i'm on this universe i'm living here i should be thankful of this and i shouldn't be worried about others um interpretation of me of who you are of who i am that's fine if you think i'm cool you think i'm great but i'm nothing i'm literally nothing in in this in this concept this whole game of, of life. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because everybody's like, I heard this said the other day, everybody's going to die, obviously. Yeah. But people in after, after you die, like even when celebrities die, like we mourn them on Twitter and we're like, Oh no. And then it's back to daily life. Like, yeah, none of us are going to be remembered for thousands of years to come, right. which is not to say we aren't great and we don't have things to offer, but like, that's the cycle of life, man. Yeah. Like, when you when you leave this earth, like you'll be remembered for maybe a few things and for a little while, but like yeah, you know, I've I've also found that when you get into that mentality of like of um just being validated uh, uh, by others. yeah, and you you start to get the i you you start to build this uh, charisma of yourself that is is for one feeding off that, and secondly is just um it your self-indulgence will lead your mind to um even though you even though you're validated and you're going through all those things your mind will eventually um you'll become that mm-hmm. you basically manifest so, inside like oh everybody's so telling me i'm great i'm doing this like it's all cool. of a sudden it's poof, like here comes all this sudden, ego. i am great mm-hmm. you I'm build your own man. ego oh, you yeah you yeah, can say cuss. whatever okay. you want yeah it's like i'm the man there's no dude. censorship and it's just like that's a that's yeah, you a, build your own ego, mm-hmm. huh? And people do it for you too, mm-hmm. right? And um, tell you and um, and you it's know, super unhealthy. And you should have a lot of you should have in your life. You should have friends to tell you, hey, this is whack, right? Like, dude, like, right. and I have people to do that. You right. need the people to cut you down and be like, yo, that sucks in a, in an honest, loving way. Yeah, yeah, not not being a dick about it, right? You know, uh, because I love you, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yeah, that was not awesome. Right. Because I want you to be better, I'm going to tell you that wasn't awesome. Yeah. Not to tear you down. like. Right. And I think a lot of that stems from l- that that letting go of my ego thing stemmed a lot from like uh, 
a lot of uh, you know faith stuff for me like sure. you know i kind of got in a weird spot to where i you know like lost a, lost a lot of faith my last record was a, a concept record actually with the the underlining meaning of like spiritual the name warfare it? it's called altered courses mm-hmm. so i did that last like i guess can you find that on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify Apple and online and everything. Um, there's Altered an, Courses. Altered Courses, yeah. It's, it's a dope record. It's it's cool. It is what it is. I enjoyed it. You know, it is what it is. Um, and um, Right. We're, you're, uh, what do you think about this? Like, uh, Will you ever, will any, any artist, true artist, ever be fully satisfied with a work that they put out? Um, yeah, I think so. Because, like, there's stuff on the, like, on altered courses record uh, altered courses record that i'm super proud of mm-hmm. like i'm like oh that was that was a really cool point but not so much of like because i i did it in like you know it's just more like wow um it's amazing to see what that turned into it's amazing that when like the biggest one there's two on there that i'm like like spiritual warfare um was a, a song name um and that's about the whole concept and then after that song is called hfl mm-hmm. so basically if you listen to those two songs like that pretty much encapsulates like um what i was going through when i wrote that record i wrote that record sober um i got sober uh for like two years mm-hmm. you, you, Good you probably you. remember me when i was yep. um because i had a just a strong problem with alcohol and um i've learned to monitor it i've tried to you know you know, I have a, I have a drink now. Self-awareness um, yeah, with but, anything though, super yeah. key. Like whether you, you smoke cigarettes, you drink, right. like you have an anger issue. Like yeah. self-awareness is like the answer to 100%. Like so many of our issues. Mm-hmm. Just being aware, like I got this issue, I got to monitor it, like you said. Yeah, and I, and I don't believe that, I, you know, I, I do believe that people can go through things um, and change and be responsible with them. I don't believe that's true for everybody. Agreed. At all. Right. Um, like, uh, because I used to drink excessively. Um, Me too. And it was just, yeah, I know your your background is with, you know, drinking and then uh, drug use. And it was just kind of the same with me, but mm-hmm. maybe not as hard on the cocaine mm-hmm. thing. Like, but... <laughs> Is what it is. You know, but that's that's who we are. Like, yeah. I don't know if you, I wouldn't say, oh, I could just dabble with this. You know, I knew that if I if I got involved in the in the coke stuff, then I think I would we talked about like, that. Didn't we? It just be too much. Yeah, like I'd be, you'd be on it. It's you done. just know that's self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know yourself. Yeah. Like, man, I grab something good, I'm gone. Yeah, it's that's that's lights out for me. Yeah. So I've always had that addictive kind of personality yep. thing. So do you I've, think that? Do you think artists and addiction, like, is there any strings attached to where, like... 100%. Is there? I, what do you think that is? I've always wondered about that. It's a connection uh-huh. thing. Um, is it an emotional I think thing? it's emotional. I think it's a, a... I think it's um a grasp of something that can give you... Like, we're always going to be in the point of saying... um, I don't think it ever starts off as, like a real party thing. Um, there seems to be in every artist that I've talked to and I know that has something that's, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And like that a, internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it just something's going on inside of our, inside of our own psyche and what, why, why that is, I don't know, but it seems like every artist I've talked to has some feeling of, I'm not good enough or, um, 
emptiness self yeah self-loathing like yeah. you know dip, like depression like mm-hmm. something that they're dealing with where whether that stemmed from a childhood thing or a, a trauma or just a life experience just life experience or you know going through whatever there's always something connected to it mm-hmm. um do you think that that's uh that that's necessary to make really good music i don't i don't think Is so pain? No, well, that's a tough one. I mean, huh? that's a tough question. Yeah, right. Because some of the best music, music is, made is made after that. after pain, or through pain, or yeah, in through, it, yeah, like, yeah, around some type of like painful situation, or scar or wound. Yeah. Great music comes out of tough stuff. Yeah, that's the best time. I think you write your, I think you write your m- most real mm-hmm. stuff. Then right, it's like okay, so you're that, just vulnerable because you're like, ah, oh, this hurts yeah, so bad. It just sucks. <laughs> Got to get it out. Mm-hmm. Like so, I'll never forget like where I was sitting on. Um, I was going through this whole time getting back to like the altered courses thing during that during that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was happening there, <sighs> dude? I was just I was. I was just super depressed. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, I, it looks great. I have a a great wife. Um, Shout out to her. You know, yeah. I you know, I had a I had a I had stable uh, you know gigging. So like money wasn't like you know we were we weren't struggling. On the outside, you check all the boxes. Everything. Good guy, handsome wife, house, truck. Yeah, but, looks fine. But something deep down inside of me was just just really uh really dark mm-hmm. just really dark mm-hmm. and in order for me to in order for me not to deal with that i drank mm-hmm. and escapism i mean it's just it's, to just to get out of it and yeah. then what that turned into is i was trying to drink to escape what i'd become because of the over drinking hmm. so you do, you dove deeper into it. yeah so it just became that and it became it's a vicious cycle that's rather than it you're be, not unique in that no offense but like that's super common that people pick something up to you know fill some void and then they go deeper into it because they hate what they've become from it it vo- it's a it's a hard pivot yeah you know right and then um so um man after that, I was just like, <coughs> uh, I didn't really realize it, what I was really doing to myself, and I just, and it, it just got progressively worse with me, um, and then I had a, you know, um, I struck like my whole there's 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 alcoholism in my family, pretty heavy, um, a lot of drug abuse in my family. Uh, my my cousin passed away from heroin overdose. My uncle passed away. You know. Like, um, and, uh, my cousin had a, is a recovering addict and, uh, he had relapsed. Um, yeah, well he had, he had been through multiple rehab facilities and he actually ended up coming down to, uh, uh, Fort Worth mm-hmm. and in Grand Prairie and doing one and he's from Louisiana just to get him outside and, you know, he had a pretty strong heroin addiction mm-hmm. and, um, uh, he, uh, he went to rehab and, um, he had like a, um, v- visit day for your family and we we're his only family up here. So we, I rolled up there, you know, um, and basically it was like a class on, on addiction, mm-hmm. you know, for the family. 
Yeah, yeah, just uh, kind of like just common spots of things and just do things and understand what this guy's going through. Yeah, man, we had to like figure out what was uh what was going like what where like if there's any we we made like a little family tree uh, diagram or and and put squares in it and you had little markers and basically it was saying like put a put a yellow line in it if you've had any history of uh substance abuse with this person that's in your family or put uh any mental illness with this person or any type of addiction with you're just kind of connecting the dots so everybody's like would have like a red stripe you know and like you know a couple until they got to the 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 person who's in recovery Mm -hmm. yeah you know um but as we were doing ours for our family tree, it was like, holy cow, like, ours looked like a freaking rainbow. Really? Like, our, everybody. Just everybody's yeah, connected just with addiction. Yeah, se- just severe, like, addiction, like, psycho, uh, like, bipolar, like, um, they're all, schizophrenic, it's all like, all those are, like, it was super heavy. heavy. And I was like, okay, and then we we're going through the stages of, of how to identify of what it is to be an addict. And we were going through those, dude, and I was just checking it checking on and off and off and my mother was there and my mother looked at me and then she told me she was just like i think you need to really be paying attention to this hmm. and i was just like and when your mom says that it's just like, sure i remember my mom many yeah. times being like yeah you got some stuff to deal with yeah it's because i was there in in my point for support for somebody else but i was i was the one in God will get you, man. It does. God will find you in the corner where you're hiding, and he's Bro. like, what's up, man? So let's get into more <laughs> of that. So that happens, Talk right? Talk about it. That happens, like, that goes in, in into, um, like, I need some, like, I'm like, okay, maybe this is, like. A real thing. This is straight up me. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to identify this, and then they gave a book, right? And uh, my mom, my mom grabbed it for me. And my mom gave it to me. It was a book called Believable Hope. Okay, so it's um, everything is faith based, um, but it's all it's it's the five essential uh, the five essential like um, characteristics in order to recovering from any addiction, mm-hmm. whether it be food addiction, sex addiction, uh, substance abuse, um, what what addiction have you. to just validation addiction from to other anything. people, right? Yeah. So I read we all through have that. some type of addiction. Mm-hmm. So I read through that, and then when I got through it. Um, I just got through the first chapter and I read like one or two chapters and it was just kind of annoying and monotonous, you know, just kind of like, I was like, okay, I've heard these things. And then it just started actually like something, something when it got a little bit more in like the faith based, I started going, okay, mm-hmm. you know, this is like, you know, it started, it started pulling at me. What was it saying? Like, what was it just it was just saying like what, we're what not you know we're not strong enough to do this without ourselves with with without the um the understanding that there's a higher power mm-hmm. and at that point i was like that's the no, same thing even the 12 steps that aren't faith-based it's exactly all, it's all the same idea yeah you alone Surrendering yourself. do not have ultimate power right even though we think sometimes oh, i'm in control yeah no, you're not. and i was like and, and and what i struggled with was more of like oh i have the power within myself Mm-hmm. To stop this, right? So, that belief. So many people have that belief in themselves. Yeah. that's like unhealthy. You should believe in yourself, obviously. Yeah. But like believing that you have ultimate power over yeah. everything is like super dangerous. Yeah. But then I started thinking about. It. I was like, well, bro, like I'm the one who got me here. Mm-hmm. So mm. I started going, okay, okay. Apparently, I don't. 
because I don't want to think this way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be going through these actions and making an ass of myself every time I'm going out and drinking and like, right. you know. If I had the power, I would I just I still stop. struggle with it. I still struggle to this day with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's something that I need to, you know, re- rethink. So, so going through that, I got, um, I got done with this. You know, I went through it and I stopped and I just cold turkeyed everything, dude. I think I remember this yeah. time. What was this? Two yeah, years it was ago? Two, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Year and a half. Maybe. Yeah, it was up and yeah, you were there mm-hmm. for sure. I remember we had to talk about it. Yeah, I just quit everything. You're like, I'm done, skis. It was out and it was just done. I was just, you know, I just stopped drinking completely. Mm-hmm. And um, and from that, yeah, how was that? Uh, just like, because how long had you been drinking? Since I was f- fourteen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's so ingrained in our culture. It's not yeah. even like nobody even double takes. Like, yeah, oh, he's drinking. I mean, everybody drinks. Yeah, so it's so subtle. But I was drinking excessively, sure. and everybody could see but it. You can blend in, yeah, because the, our society's drinking. So it's easy for those of us that overdrink to blend in. Yeah, especially on the weekends. Oh yeah, he's probably had too many. Yeah, people don't see the underlying problems. They just see like ah, maybe I had too many. Right, but he I was just gigging, a lot. I was gigging every night. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so that was like, like continuous. it was like Monday through. It was just I'm just in the bars, just doing oh, everything, bro. It's exhausting to think yeah. about. And I just waking up every morning, just feeling like shit. I was mm-hmm. like, man, dude, like something's got to give. Yeah, you know. Um, so I went through that and. I switched it up, just went sober, and then boom, I wrote that whole record pretty much. Mm. And so that it just was just kind of came out. At that point, it was more along the lines of of the the struggling internally. It turned into rather um, an a, like a an addiction recovery or something like that. It turned into more of like my own self internal struggle with my own faith and belief system. Mm. It was more than you yeah. even thought at the beginning. Yeah, so of it. that's where I was getting like everybody does it for something. Mm-hmm. That was what I was covering up. Right, with. you're more towards the root mm-hmm. instead of just like the surface level, yeah. like symptoms. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I wrote. I was sitting on the at the. I think it was like the day. I don't even know when it was to be honest, but I know I was sitting on the kitchen counter or sitting at the kitchen. I was on the. Mm-hmm. I was on the acoustic and my wife was sitting there and she was like doing something on her laptop and spiritual warfare. Literally, I just started playing this little riff and, um, and dude, like I wrote that song and it's got seven, like it's in all these crazy different time signatures. I wrote that song and memorized that song within like four minutes. Really? It all just came. I just started writing. I just started writing and writing. And if you go back and listen to the lyrics, it's like, holy cow. I'm what going to after this. Is that by the way, dude? It di- I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think about what I was writing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about. I just started writing stuff down, and and it just like I was like, okay, this is my first experience with somebody trying to write through me. Mm, that's that's intense. Okay, so yeah. that was my first, and it's called spiritual warfare. Yeah, because I was fighting it. Yeah, and um. It all makes sense, huh? Uh-huh, 100%. Especially looking back, right? Knowing yourself, like, man, that was crazy. Dude, you, like, for real, dude. Yeah, we're going to have to listen to that. <laughs> so, and then I jumped, and the cool, another cool thing about that is my band, when I sent it, when I got together with them, dude, they freaking slayed it. I think they went, we, we ran through it. I don't even know if we ever, like, truly rehearsed it. It just everybody or if felt we it just somehow. went into the studio 
and to this day laid and, it down and, and i it was dude just in i them. i shit you not dude and, mm-hmm. and 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 chill and canyon and the guys who are on that record with me will say they never have played it that well or and we went in those guys we did tracking on a couple days mm-hmm. um the way that it worked out is we played like six songs and then we played five for the drums and the bass mm-hmm. and then i went over and retracked some things mm-hmm. and overdubbed you know Mm -hmm. um but the first half is when we did spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. um the very first half before we went over to taylor's place and did the second half of the record and because we tracked the whole record really quick i think we only spent a total of like seven days on it Mm -hmm. and just a couple takes of each song so that was just fluid a couple takes of each song in my religion we did first take that was a first take it was just we just slammed through it so so somehow whatever happened to you through like that writing process like it, it like ripple affected out yeah and they were and going through the same thing too, at huh? the same they were going were through they? their own things as well uh-huh. so like everybody so they could grab onto that and be like oh yeah like right here i don't have to act for this yeah so that um that became something like the writing and everything and how it went to we all just go man we just never played it like it's just something something different about it it was just like man that was a song that we needed to communicate and we were the vessel at that point let's communicate it Mm -hmm. and it was politics driven it was faith driven it was like self-infliction driven it was just like everything and jumbled in this mess you said that earlier too though about like sometimes like in those those tough moments like you get yeah the most so so the hardest thing, so, it, so I'm, it's hard for me to say no because it's true mm-hmm. like I, you know do we need that though no right you shouldn't self-inflict pain to be like right. i'm gonna get these six songs yeah out. i'm gonna get this dope. i'm gonna get this hit record you know <laughs> which like you know it doesn't like when it comes down to it that's something that i could be like oh i'm proud of that right but that after that point, when it's done, we had the little honeymoon period with it. Now I'm over it because now well, you're in a different place in your that's life. That's a different representation of who I am. Right, right. And it took a lot of growth for me to get to another point. Right, because you can listen back to different, even big artists. You listen back to old records, like real artists, and you're like, I can feel what they're going through here. I can see what they're going through here. Yeah. I know like there. And then over here, they seem really happy. Like, Yeah. People live through their music. Like, yeah. Real artists live through their music. Yeah. You can hear all the life stages people go through. Yeah. And, you know, so that was an experience that was very cool. We did that with Taylor, uh, Taylor Tatch out in, uh, um, he's out in Dripping Springs now. Uh, he used to live up here in the DFW region, but he, uh, he's he got a really cool spot down down in Austin area, Dripping Springs. Um, so we did the other half when he got his studio built up. Beautiful place on like ton of land over in, in the hill country it's oh a, nice it, dude it's amazing so um anyways that was really fun to do mm-hmm. um but then it was over mm-hmm. and i had to do something i had to do something different man um so i was just hey, you've like, been through a lot of different stages yeah in your music. and i and i think that you know that that last record was uh a, 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 it was like trying to find the good in everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, now I'm just like, dude, I'm just, I'm going to chill off on, on the such like deep Super stuff intense, right. and, and stop and stop overthinking and just, mm-hmm. just do something that makes me move. Like I had a comment the other day, which sucks. And it was like, you know, you should start, you should focus on, you know, I, I don't like enjoy your records as much as your live show or whatever. 
And I was like, that's cool. And he was like, you should prioritize like your guitar solos because that's what I and I and I is this coming from a fan? Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of I kind of responded back with like, you know, the only thing I really prioritize now is something that makes me feel good. Yeah, that's it. Right. Like if you don't like it, okay, cool. I mean, and just don't listen to it. You literally said it. I wrote it right there. Yeah. What other people say about you doesn't matter, man. It doesn't. But you could tell him you shouldn't be commenting on people's stuff and telling them what to do. Like, but I mean, you can't tell somebody, especially an artist, like you should make music like this. Right. I mean, I respect the opinion, but like you don't, you're not inside of this. You don't, you can't tell me how to express me. Yep. You know what I mean? He can't tell you how to express Express you. you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you have to be able to put on some type of blinders and like filters on your ears. Like I hear you, I hear you, I hear you, but like, I gotta be authentically me. Like I can't, I can't bend and fold to like every comment. And, and for somebody who doesn't understand that, that's just a, and, 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 and doesn't like, I just, I, and here's here, we're going to drop the bomb, but like the people who do that and they just show a, just a, a, a red flag of them as a person. They're just, it's an immaturity thing. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. Something's going on inside of those people. If they people think their opinion out. is really, uh, truly something that they they feel like I should take into consideration because they say so, mm-hmm. just out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you will see this in all the people's posts on social media, and that's where it's it's gotten like crazy. Like sure. everything's negative because now and, everybody can give feedback. Like everyone can give you feedback. Yeah, and it's like, dude, Even I don't, the, the I don't need anybody's to the feedback. Person. I don't need anybody's feedback. You know, like, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I ask for it. Sure. Um, sometimes for I, musical components. Yeah, and just such. stuff like that. But like, I you, you ever know. ask anybody about your actual content though? Um, no, cause I don't care. I never have either. I don't care. Yeah. Like what? Um, cause I'll, if you're writing authentically, I don't need your, I don't need your feedback on like what I have to say. Yeah. Just how about how I presented it? Yeah. Musically, sonically, like what do you think about this Yeah, how'd you perceive it? Right. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much just where I'm at now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I've, I've switched gears. I've just went to more of a, uh, more of a a pop thing, I guess. I don't know. Just because I was like, Hey, I, I like that stuff. Good. I like, it's fun. I think it's fun. There you go. You know, and I don't have to be so serious all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't gotta, Man, if I, I want to write about, you know, like right now I'm writing about a, a song that I just got done from when I was, I was working on it. It's called passenger side. It was just literally about like the, the super topical, superficial relationship of like, Hey, um, meeting the chick, you know, and if you want to show me what you're about, pop into the passenger side, take a ride, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's that dumb, mm-hmm. but, but it's real, but it's fun. It's to me, it's more like, oh, I like it because it's a dance song and I don't, I've never wrote a disco-ish dance pop tune. So why not? Screw it. I'll do it out there. And if I throw it out there and it works, cool. If it doesn't, who cares? I don't You care. still enjoyed the process. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like in my opinion, everything's in the process. Everything is in the process. Yeah. You have no control over the outcome. No. You can make 1,700 tracks today and zero people could like them. But if you enjoyed every song, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because again, like it, 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 it's super uh, raw and authentic when you're doing it for the process, for yourself, because you love it. But but there does, I mean, especially like you said, in this day and age where like we do do so many things for other people. Mm-hmm. 
and everybody is a people pleaser. Like we're all people pleasers to some extent, but like when artists start like creating, I'm not judging anybody, but like there's something different when you're creating it for the end user or for the audience versus like for yourself and for the process. Right. And now expanding on that, that's kind of where I I, I switch gears from. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be so writing like my whole process was writing and playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, that switched because I was like, dude, I want to learn how to freaking produce this stuff. I want to figure out recently. what they're doing. I'm like, and dude, where I are these suck. sounds coming from, <laughs> dude? And I suck. Do you? I'm so bad at it. How long have you been doing it? Not long enough. That's fine. Um, do you like it? But I freaking love it, dude. When? Because That's I can my whole sit point. at home. I can stay up till five in the morning and I can work on messing with stuff, trying to make a new tune. That's the process. And it's not, and it's not harming anybody. Sure. I'm not putting anybody else in danger. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not messing with anybody's emotions. I'm strictly leading a life that's just in my own time, in my own head, Mm -hmm. in my own, in my own workflow. Mm Mm-hmm. Your, so your, your own process. It's one hundred percent a win, no matter how it's perceived. Right, because literally you enjoyed the process, allowing me to 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 have something that I that I'm happy about mm-hmm. again, excited about. Mm-hmm. You know, do you, do you get excited about a lot of things outside of like just music? Um, I don't get excited about. Well, I do because I think some. I think I think artists uh, a lot of the time. I can only speak for myself fully. Like. You get so focused on like what you're doing and the music um, that you, you're just you become so tunnel vision that like all you care about is like the highs and lows of music, mm-hmm. like nothing outside of it, like outside things shift and shake and happen. And you're just like, eh, eh, even something exciting like, oh, hey, this is this happened. I don't care. You know, you're just so like tunnel vision on the music yeah. that if it's not a good or bad with the music, you just don't care. And you stop caring about outside things that you maybe should. Yeah, you know, like something positive happens and you're just like, eh, cool, yeah, but this. Like, yeah. do you ever get so tunnel vision that like you don't get excited about outside factors? You kind of throw them to the side or put them down like, eh, yeah, but it's not what I want to come from this. Just I'm just music. I think so, but I think it transpires in different ways because I become okay. more like um, apt to um, paying attention. I think that's more of where it is like rather than like, yeah, rather than, or just like my wife, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like when I, I get so involved in something that at that moment, nothing matters. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. My wife's pregnant. Cool. I'll be excited when the baby's here. Yeah. I mean, but what about the building excitement that's around that? Or she's like, Oh, what did, look at this. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's great. I mean, um, I mean, it's a miracle. That's one hundred percent a miracle. Watching watching that process of my wife, uh, you know, how intense is that? Man, it is. It is the most remarkable thing I've ever seen in my entire Bro, life, and I, I don't imagine. understand. I don't understand what's in store for me mm-hmm. because I'm just, you know first time parent kind sure. of thing. Sure. Um, but unsure. Watching watching uh, like especially somebody Katie and I have been together for. Uh, freaking thirteen years. Have you really? So a very long time Good for you guys. And uh, and you know I love I love her. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but there's there's just something to be said for when you see the a, a transition of like your wife like going through the process of like having a child, growing another person. 
there there's something there's a new there's you can either be you, there's either one of two ways you freak the hell out and you're like <laughs> oh shit like i gotta go or or you take it in as wow this is like you you gain so much more um respect mm-hmm. and 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 uh Man, women have like it's the most. What a crazy but beautiful responsibility. The, the and the I th- I strongly believe women are the only ones capable of that. Agreed, hundred percent. Type of of, Shout of out responsibility to my mom. because there's no way uh, I I believe that women are the strongest and the most uh, empowered thing on this planet, and they're they have the responsibility because. Um, because that's the only they're up way. to the task. Like they've been built that way. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they they're can... smarter than us. <laughs> Let's just be real. Every every woman in my life is a million times smarter than me. One hundred percent. I can't say every woman, but a lot. Like my mom is so. <laughs> well, much I can't smarter say everyone, than me, but yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying. The yeah, ones man. that you that you, you even look... you know Tara. I watched Tara go from just my friend to. A little bit bigger, a little bit big. I watched the whole process, and I like I feel attached to her baby. Right. That sounds weird. Tara, Tara's gonna listen to this right. and be like, "What is he talking about?" Right. But like, it's crazy. Like even me, just remotely yeah. watching, I feel attached to that child because I watched it grow right. and then come out into the world, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Yeah, it's crazy. So. And you're, I mean, you, it's your wife. Like just being that close, seeing all the incremental changes of like this is how life happens. Yeah, it's kind of mysterious, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a big responsibility for me too. Um, you know, because it's um, you know, after after the child's born, then it's like game on. It's like okay, put your daddy pants on, mm-hmm. like let's uh, because she's already uh fully engulfed in the one hundred percent, dude. But you're you're still not fully pulled into the whole process because it's not here yet. Yeah, you don't have to carry it, so you're just like the protector until it gets here, and you're like boom. Yeah, this is your first day on the job. <laughs> that's a big thing, man. That's a that's a that's a definite big thing. Um you know, it's a it helps you grow in a lot of different things and uh I it's it's a big it's more of a big responsibility because it's more of a blessing for me because mm-hmm. I've been I've been chosen to carry that responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're, I've been you're given the opportunity. This new life. Yeah, man. And I'm I that's another thing that I'm like when it gets to like, what's, oh, uh, does everybody like my, who cares? Who cares? No, it does not no matter. No one will ever agree with everything you do. No, it doesn't That's matter. life. You know what's cool? Hmm. I got, I got a, a, you know, when the kids out, it's like, I, you know, it doesn't matter what people think of me or what, what, how my music or how banging and popping it is or what I look like or, you know, how much money I make or, or this or that. It's just like, I have the opportunity to experience life mm-hmm. and yeah. so does this kid the opinions of people you know, as you get older and as things happen matter less, less and, and less. less as you start realizing like man like what this is all about what's really going on what really matters because you're in high school we yeah. care about like i think biblically speaking too that's kind of mm-hmm. the way it should go yeah. and as you get farther in like your your faith structure as well like um it becomes more um you, you this just, is not a game of impress other people nah dude what a worthless like what a worthless way to live and i don't mean to judge anybody but like you get to the end of it anybody that's lived fully for themselves a whole lifetime will tell you like it wasn't worth it i yeah. wasted it yeah you know and a lot of I, I think that uh i think that once you 
switch over to that mindset, like you'll start to attract people mm-hmm. I agree that with have you the, 100%. Same, the same mentality as you. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, or even if they don't, they see it and they're like, something's different. So about they that started, guy. yeah. He seems happy yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah. Why, why is it? So I think that's a big thing uh, to do with, um, I guess, the law of attraction and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, you start to build a community of people who um, are more about the life together mm-hmm. like as a as a as a human community you know species are and uh and and actually trying to go out and like live life through love and respect mm-hmm. and honor and mm-hmm. rather than um their own mm-hmm. you know ambitions personal yeah right and and they help you and they build you and they and they bring you up whether that be just a conversation at two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. with, with, with a buddy who's on the phone that just needs somebody to talk to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, right. We're here. Like we're here for more than just ourselves. Uh-huh. And that's a hard thing for people to grasp, especially when you're younger. And I have a lot of friends who don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends, but we I, don't live in a world that champions like help other people do the right thing. Yeah. Especially we live in a culture in Western America where it's like, you, 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 success, go be successful, yeah. do what you want, get everything America, you can. America, capitalize, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The American Take the dream. world by the balls and Squeeze go. Squeeze it. Go go make that million. Yeah, get a Lambo and get you a hot girlfriend and just crush it. The big old jugs, put it on Instagram, show everybody that I got this helicopter that I'm rolling around yeah, through man. the Alps. And it's like, but that's just going back to the same dope. thing of like impressing other people. Perception. Yeah, whether it's this level in high school or this level, like I got a chopper. You're just trying to impress people. Yeah. And and here's the thing. People don't actually care that much. No one's thinking about you as much as you think they are. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't think anybody's thinking about me. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm barely thinking about me sometimes. I don't think about me for sure. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, right, well, you have to realize like people don't – care that much like people will live their whole lives years and years to amass all this stuff to impress these people that only care for five minutes or as they scroll down your profile oh that's really cool or they're on to the next well the people who you're going to impress are the people who's going to talk to you about like that they're impressed with it because they want something from you yeah it's like right so that's just negative on negative right like all right whatever it's not a true like admiration which don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with money, stuff. success, and all that stuff. That's great. It's freaking dope. Like, as long as you have good perspective, I would, I would love it, dude. I'm not gonna turn turn it down at any point. Of course. Uh, but agreed. You know, priorities. Like, yeah. Yeah. If that's your number one priority, you're in danger. Yeah. But if you're if you're solid and you understand and have good perspective on it, then when it comes, you're able to handle it better. In my opinion, that's yeah. my opinion. So things that excite me. Yeah. Um. Are, are I do have things that excite me, but mm-hmm. they have nothing to do with music. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, yeah, I have to okay. get out of music uh-huh. um, because I'm. I, I'll just you know, it's a wormhole, man. It's yeah. just like I could go that, and That's then it's I'm just saying. like because like today, like I like on my way up here, I got done working on a track that I was like, oh man, it sounded great in my freaking studio, and um, you know, I was driving down the road, I was like, dude, this sounds like freaking trash. <laughs> like this is. I was just like, oh my God, I suck. I'm terrible. So it's just like, okay, well, I'll go home and try to work on that later tonight and try to get a little bit better. Right. Um, so basically what I had to do is I had to implement stuff outside of music mm-hmm. in order to get me realigned. Um, what, what, what did it take for you to realize like, man, I, I am trapped in this wormhole here? 
Um, was it that dark place that you got to a couple years ago? No, was on that there, one. Uh, I mean, I I still get in the uh, the wormhole. Mm-hmm. Is just like cons- just. Uh, How do you know when you're in too deep? <sighs> just when you're freaking when you're working. All, when you go to a gig. And you get off and the then gig, you work until and then you go home, like and then you, you work till week. five a.m. Then you wake up at like <laughs> eight eight p.m. Going, you know, I really should have changed the timbre of that that synth over there. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'm on Facebook like, last week. I think it was last week at like four a.m. because yeah. I'm a, a night owl. And Chet Stevens is like, just laid down this dope EDM track <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, like dude. that. I just saw you play until like what one or two a.m. And then I'm on Facebook, and this fool's making more music. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I loved it. So at the same time, I was like, oh man, this guy's grinding. It, no, it's just funny because that. I'm not. But you like, want to do not it? Grinding not, on the fact of like, oh, I'm I'm trying to grind because I'm gonna try to, you know, I'm not gonna DJ. I'm gonna outwork everybody else yeah. in the world. It's like, dude. <laughs> No, dude, I just want to, I, I genuinely want to know how it's done. Yeah. And I want to make stuff sound cooler. Right. So I do it just. It's as not a, a forced grind. It's kind of more of a hobby. Yeah. You know? Well, when you love, it's cliche, but like when you love it, it's not work. Yeah. So I do that as a hobby. And then, um, so outside of that, um, you know, I've learned to just start getting involved. Um, big thing that I was talking to you about was, you know, I do like. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a new mm-hmm. thing. Which is um, great. Dude, getting my mind. That's so opposite so of music. <laughs> 100%. And I'm I'm messed up all the time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm constantly hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another thing, though, but it's like it's I, I feed on the things that when I, when I gravitate towards that because it's the same. It's so far away from, from music, mm-hmm. but it's the same concept because it's like because um, you start off and you suck. You you're not nobody jumps into it and you're awesome. Mm-hmm. You progressively get better the more you time have to you be put humbled. in. You have to be humbled. You have to be understanding that there are people that if Will you get a cocky you. head, they're gonna literally try to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you just start working. You you get better. You understand the techniques, mm-hmm. but you'll never master it mm-hmm. ever. Right. And same with music. Same thing. So it's beautiful because there is no thing that's like. Okay. There's no end. You are an A plus now. Yeah. There's no such thing. You can get your stripe on your belt, but even even the you could be a black belt versus a black belt, and this one could be way better. Yeah. And there's and any I think any person like and that's the 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 more you go down that path, the more humble you become. Mm-hmm. And even my professor, he's like, he's like, there's no there, there's no ending to. There's always something new. You've never arrived. You and you never will. Yeah. And that's super beautiful, man. And I, I like that. I like that a lot. And um It makes it more pure, doesn't it? Don't you think? Yeah, it's just a really cool full it's a cool art. Um so I've gotten and, and it's freaking crazy good workout, man. Man. It's the, like the cardio on that is it's crazy. Nuts, you know, I'm actually yeah, I told you when I did jujitsu, there was I remember a specific time where I literally threw up down an entire hallway. Like I couldn't yeah. stop puking. Yeah. Oh, oh just I've that done that oh. I haven't thrown up. Oh, yeah, but I've exhausted. gotten pretty dang close. There's been some pretty, pretty intense. Like I'm at Zombie Crew in uh, Fort Worth, and and that's a jujitsu school. Yeah, it's called Zombie Crew Jujitsu. Shout out to Zombie Crew. Yeah, uh, George Perez is the uh, black belt and our professor instructor. Man, he's a mm-hmm. cool dude. Uh, but he is he's a ruthless dude, man, mm-hmm. and he just and he 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 wants you to just be great mm-hmm. and be a freaking savage. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really cool because it's kind of like uh, it's gangster a little bit, you know. We like listen to gangster rap when we're rolling. Yeah, it's pretty dope. 
so you know it's fun it's fun to do that um and it's a great escape physical type dude, stuff for sure fitness. and and you know one of my best friends uh, uh he's the one who got me involved but i you know i had some back problems before i could actually get really involved but mm-hmm. you know i suck i'm not good <laughs> i'm not good dude that's okay and i'm a little bulldog though like oh, i'm gonna come it. after you and i'm gonna keep going and i'm gonna try to use all my strength on you because that's all i got right and i'm pretty strong but uh but that's it and I and I know that's not the game. Yeah. But you know it's. But still, you're giving it all you got. Yeah, man. And we're 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 busting. But uh, it feels bad because I've been off for the past two days. Uh-huh. Uh, I usually go five days a week, but I I I messed up my bad my yeah, back really bad the other day. Uh, moving a fence and like I can't like help putting a fence up with mm-hmm. my brother in law. Uh, but I'm just like I'm itching because mm-hmm. I know like if I'm off the mat, it's like. You feel like your skills are getting rusty already? Yeah, well, I feel like my cardio is going to leave because yeah. the cardio is the biggest thing. Of course. Man. you got to be on your game, dude. Yep. And plus, it's nice because you get you get all those endorphins, like the, the, the toxins out of your system, yeah. too. It's a mental game, too. From, you know, um, you know, like getting, like, you're, um, you know, we're sweating. It's a freaking 105 degrees in there. Yeah. You know, it's not 105, but it's 105. Feels like 105. It's 105 outside, right. and there's no AC we're in not there. So it's AC like 90. It's 96 degrees this or something. This is not for wimps, so, right? Yeah, and you're on, you're in a full gi. So it's like, okay, like this is real deal stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you ever play sports growing up? I played a little football, but I was, I was. That's wasn't what good. I was gonna guess. I you weren't good. good? Ah, dude. I but you're wasn't. tall and buff. No, what, I was very where small. Where did we miss this? I was very small. I didn't get really? a growth, growth spurt until after school. Really? Yeah. After high school. After high school. Huh. Then I then I shot up a little bit. What are you right now? Six two? six one. Six, six two, yeah. But uh-huh. six one and a half, two. I don't know. But you were small in high school. I wasn't small. I was a little chubby and I wasn't like I wasn't filled out or anything. I was just kinda like a I wasn't I wasn't an athletic build for sure. Um, and I do you ever think good. like, man, if I could go back to, I think this all the time, no. and I know it's unrealistic. You don't. No. I think, man, if I could go back and play high school sports now, I would crush everyone. No way. I think about it all the time. I was literally watching the Broncos last night, and I was like, I should try out for the Broncos. You should try out for the Broncos. I shouldn't. You, you That's must, a bad idea. You 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 must have had a, you must have come from a background with a very um, athletic. Uh, parent <laughs> you called it man my dad you? super oh super, super like triple uh, generations of like hardcore athletes yeah, that's why and my brother got all the talent and i had all the bulldog drive yeah but i didn't have all the raw talent so i always was just like uh-huh. but always like that's a b that's a b even though i was given 100 percent effort you know yeah so i think that's that's crazy you picked that out yeah man. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've seen that in a lot of people who mm-hmm. have that same thing. It's like I'm like, man, I didn't accomplish like uh, still yeah. like that. Man, I should have or been or the brother that's yeah. better. My brother was way better. Yeah, tons of schol- college scholarship offers because you're always trying sports. to because you're always trying to be better than. And your he brother. was younger than me, so it was a pride thing for a long ooh, time. Yeah, my that's younger a, that's brother a, crushed ooh, your younger crushed brother. Me. Took yeah. Him, huh? Okay, we're good now though. Tangent. Just go smash him, dude. What what else? What are your other escapes? Is jujitsu taking uh, up a lot of your jiu-jitsu time? Jujitsu is taking all. Um, is it, it's a it's a five days a week thing if I can get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which, um, uh, which is which is a fantastic escape. My best friend's a purple, uh, like a three stripe purple, mm-hmm. and um, 
or maybe he's too sharp. I don't know. Um, but he's really good. So him and I just get together and do that. Uh, secondly, um, and probably my last thing that I like, uh, for, like hobby wise, mm-hmm. outside music. Is, yeah, is is cars. Oh yeah, Working that's right. Yeah, so I'm about to. I'm a. I'm actually in the process of going buy one. Really? What right are you now. Um. Hopefully, on Saturday we're going to look at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm having a buddy look at it. Uh, 69 Camaro. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully. Um. And is that we'll, an auction? No, it's a. It's down in San Antonio. My dad's got a friend over in San Antonio that's gonna go check it out. Um. But you know it needs it's a dope. ton of work. An and old I'm just school gonna, Camaro. Yeah. Me and my dad. How raw. Me and How my American. Dad, I know for real, right? <laughs> So me and my dad rebuilt his. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you showed me pictures of that. Yeah, right. right. So he's got a '67. So like that's kind of just become like the, you know, I want to do that with dad. You know, mm-hmm. so like he's gonna, you know, we're gonna work on it together. We'll he'll paint it, you that's know, cool. and he'll, you know, give me the knowledge of like something that I could pass down to my kid and mm-hmm. tell him. Because when you need to rewire a car, or you need to, or if you need to do a full brake system, running a braking system or anything. It's like my dad knows pretty much everything to do with that because he's built. Oh, he was an airplane mechanic. Aircraft, yeah, and he's always. Cars are child's play. I've always done my own car stuff. <laughs> Have you really? From And that's without even him Oil teaching changes, me that brakes. Everything. I've never done a thing. I've done everything on my car. I've always taken it. Yeah. 25 bucks for an oil change sounds great. Now, now I do uh, allow somebody if I find a deal like that because heck yeah, you're gonna still take the deal. Now you can buy a freaking oil change cheaper than uh, get buying it, than getting the stuff to yeah, drain it's it. Just and like, change dude, it out. Well, I have the I have all this stuff too, and I used to change it all the time. But mm-hmm. Groupon's rock. Yeah, you know. Bro, thank you. Thank that. God for the internet, dude. So um, yeah, so. And that's a cool thing you can like connect with your dad on too. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Me and him had a me and him had a a, a, a lot of rough years, mm-hmm. um, because like we grew up and I I was playing music for a long time, man. Like I started when I was like eight years old playing in the bars and stuff, and he had a buddy who was in a band, and I go up and play with his his buddy's band. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into me getting a little band together and we'd play during their breaks, like their 30 minute break. We'd go and play a set between both their 30 minute break sets. And like, and then it formed into me being a band. And he was always running sound and Your loading up was? the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for years, him and I were just working together. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, you know, and then I, I just called it kind of quits when I, I guess I was like 15. Mm hmm go through high school and that's when i started just you know that's when i kind of more started experimenting with you know alcohol and drugs a little bit more like i said was there a lot of pressure from your dad to be good at music uh, or to do or perform um i don't i wouldn't say that there was pressure Mm -hmm. uh to perform uh but it was it was kind of unspoken like you better like if you want it, you better you better work for it, mm-hmm. and you better not waste my time. Mm-hmm. Like all serious all the time. It wasn't all serious because me and him joke a lot. Mm-hmm. We did, you know, and um, but it was like there was a certain thing that I had to uphold, but and it was more along the lines of like respect, like to when I went out. I, it wasn't like I was just going out to like um once again be the person that was on the stage or get that glorification 
It was more like, no, I'm serious about this. Something, I want to do that. And he was there to give it, uh, provide that platform for me. But it was like, he wasn't going to do it if I just was going to fuck off. Sure. You know, he sure. just really was just like, I completely agree do with it. that. So like when I wasn't playing stuff correctly, he'd be like, you know, that's not right. He didn't know what, how to make it right. But he but knew he it was would, wrong. But he knew it was wrong. Yeah. So, and that, and he, he would always look at me when I was playing, like when I was really young, like I know where he was at all times. Cause I would look at him and he'd be in the crowd somewhere or he'd be anything. And if I missed a hit a sour note on my guitar or anything, I'd look up to him <laughs> and he'd be like, just shaking his head and looking at me and going, I heard it boy. You know, it wasn't like a, Oh, you done. It you wasn't suck. like the Jackson five thing, yeah. you know, where I'm a BJ. Punch I'm gonna beat face. you with a freaking stick, <laughs> but it was like you know, it was just more like I heard it, I acknowledge it. Now that's something you can do better. You can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he believed in. Uh, you. So yeah, so he pushed me for that, and then he just um, and my dad was, and that's when I was playing blues a lot mm-hmm. of at a young age. Yeah, my dad is still that's wants me era, to go huh? back to the blues, right. and I'm like, dude, blues. Like I love blues, but man, I can't do it all the time, dude. You gotta be your own artist. You gotta yeah, be your own you man, gotta. Yeah, right? and it's hard for him to understand that because sure. you know when it's your kid, like yep. when you know what what you used to love that yeah. you you identified with your kid with, and then they abandon that and do their own thing. It's hard. I can and understand you know they could that. crush it too. He knows you could. crush Yeah, he it knows that. that. So that's a big thing, you know. But I'm just like I'm just trying something else, you know. You gotta be your own person. Yeah, parents. Uh, it's interesting, like because I've dealt with uh, you know pressures from my dad. I love my dad. Um, in athletics. It's just interesting how parents have to learn how to like loosen that grip. I've watched my dad learn how to loosen his grip and be like, he's got to be his own man. Like, yeah. I can't force him to be this or that. It's just interesting how, and you'll, you'll go through it too. Yeah. I dude. guarantee it. you want your kid to be so great cause you love them. Yeah. But you, you have to also know to, how to let them walk on their own. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. You got to do that. Um, yeah. So he was always good with that, man. Mm-hmm. He was always good with that. But then when it, it kind of turned a little south, you know, when I got older, because, you know, everybody goes through the teenage years, and, and it just got a little bit harder between him and me, and um, him and I, sorry. Um, We're not, so we have to be grammatically correct. correct. Um, so, yeah, it took a lot of, it took a lot of, uh, a lot of time and healing between him and I, and not to say that, you know, that everything is great. But man, it's uh we've we went through a lot of growth. There's still a lot of things that I would that I would love to um help him with, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of uh is he open to that? Um cuz that's an interesting He thing. identifies him he I I don't think he's I I think he understands. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh I hate to be blunt about it, but you know, he's, he's an, he's an alcoholic as well. Um, I don't know if he fully recognizes the fact that he is, he said a couple times before that, you know, that he is during some really hard conversations between him and I, and, um, and I'm not worried about his, like, I've never really worried about like his, um, his problem with like him drinking or whatever. It's just sometimes it's where his, uh, where the alcohol brings his mind. Sure. And, uh, and it, and it goes, it brings it farther away from like, say me and 
you know, uh, uh, more of like, hey, I'm there for you. And it becomes more of, um, well, I'm against you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a, the biggest part that's been with our family. And I think he thinks it's a lot easier because he's done the same thing that I've done and stopped drinking for a couple of years and super proud of him. And those are literally the best years of his life and my mom's life as well. Um, and he's great. He's a great dude. He wait, he goes up, he works hard every day. Is he still doing the same thing? Still he... grinding, dude. Mm-hmm. I, you know, good for him. Um, 100% have the utmost respect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you we know, all got our stuff, man. Yeah. I just wish that, you know, you know, um, it, that we could, we could move past it and really start actually, um, just, you know, I, I've seen the, I've seen the other side, mm-hmm. you, you know, know what I'm saying? Right. You know the good and you know the bad and you know how good it can be and you know how bad it can be. Yeah. I know I know how great like I know how great life can be if we just if we're um if we're holding each other up. Mm-hmm. When you surrender yourself rather than pushing people down. Yep. You I know, get it, man. You know. So other than that, man, um it took us a long time, a lot of years to uh, to kind of get to that point and I think we're at the point to where we realize that with each other and we know how to not rub each other the wrong way anymore. Um, Life is a learning process, man. Relationships are all about learning. Like, yeah. How do we operate within the confines of this relationship? Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Like, um, so I think, uh, I think, I think I'm just like really blessed to have the opportunities that I have, man, and, and have the people around me. And, um, have the skill set that I do because of the, because of the, my raising, because of everything, man, I've just, I've really had a, um, I've had a, I've had the opportunities, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a silver platter opportunity. I've had the opportunities, but I think it would be, I think it would be a, I think sometimes it's a disservice people that are given these silver platter opportunities. Yeah. Um, cause just like they don't, you've been doing this since you were eight, all the learnings and experience you have musically, priceless you can't buy that type of knowledge experience like knowing how to play that guitar that's not so great to make it sound amazing like all that like again going back to like the process is where everything is Mm -hmm. it's all in the process like have you though uh have you ever had any type of like crazy opportunities or like this is insane like you know have you ever been on been offered to be on a tv show or something crazy where you're like that like wow i didn't think this something this insane would come from just my love of music yeah um i don't know legally if i can um you can say whatever you want i guess so it's the internet Mm. yeah i was offered to be on the voice Mm -hmm. Mm. what can um, what can you say about that i don't really know i didn't sign the contract well then you can say whatever you want yeah i can Yep, go. <laughs> I got flown up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Where is buddy there? Mine, uh, L.A. L.A., okay. Buddy of mine uh, is a recruiter for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he um, he asked me to come on the show. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. At that point, I was like, whatever. How old were you? How long ago was this? It was like last year. Last year? Mm-hmm. The Voice. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about that. Like, why are you not on The Voice? Uh-oh. Everybody, everybody listening is probably like, what? That's amazing. Why would you not go on The Voice? Yeah, no. I know there's reasons. Yeah. Um, once again, uh, I'm not one who likes it, uh, the, I don't like the attention, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, 
um, because I know what te- attention does to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. Is it the ego portion? Uh, I don't know if it's ego. Um, I just I just know what it does to my spirit. Mm. Okay. A little bit more. Um, and it doesn't make me as grounded mm-hmm. anymore. And I and there's a point to where there's a point to where you're trying to like genuinely genuinely work on yourself. And at the time that it was presented to me, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Okay. So what had happened was I got called out. Um, I did it somewhere. I think I was like in Houston or something when I had to go to a the audition. Got the call back from the audition. They flew me out to L.A., went there, went with my buddy, my buddy uh, Michael Lee Klimmer. He was on that show. Um, he's doing great. He just got signed to Rough Records. Congrats to um, him. Yeah, dude. He's a he's a blues artist. Uh, he's the, now fronting the BB King Blues Band. Really? What's his name again? His name's Michael Lee. Okay. Um, came out with a new record. Um, they're both charting, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is Any the idea last the name of it? Um, what is it? Is it self-titled? I don't know. He had a couple singles like Michael Lee. Lee. Michael Lee. Yeah. I don't know what his album's called. Well, people should look him up. Michael Lee. Yeah, so he's a blues artist, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a freaking... He came through the voice, though? Um, I mean, we've known each other forever. Oh, it's just Michael Lee. That's why. It's self-titled. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got a bunch of... Michael cool- Lee. Project titled Michael Lee. Go check it out. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, he's a buddy of mine that went on the show, mm-hmm. and... How'd he do on the show? <sighs> or do you even remember? I know he got... Pat- he got... He didn't get like crazy far, but he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he did enough to where to he, make an you know, impact. He, he got a he got a deal out of it. He got a uh, he's traveling with the blue uh, BB King Blues Band. Dope man. You know, he's just it. It did well for him. Mm-hmm. And it worked I, for him. I'm very excited for him. Personally, when I was looking over it, um, I didn't really like the contract. What I was what I was seeing too much. So, I had it looked over by a buddy of mine and, um. I just got a weird feeling about it, and there's something deep inside, and there's a lot of things going on. It wasn't the right point. opportunity for and you, And it huh? just, it could have been a great platform. Sure. Um, but it wasn't the right one. I don't necessarily know if I ever know if there's going to be the right one. Um, but at the time in your gut, it wasn't right at the time. Yeah, I, it, w- all I know is that by me turning down that opportunity, it enabled me to be at home, um, to move into the house that my wife and I are going to be settling down in because we're renting a house. Mm-hmm. Um, you bought we this bought house, a house, right? Yeah. And uh, we then had, you know, had a the opportunity to have a kid mm-hmm. all the way. Um, all I know is, like, if those things... If I were to be gone, the and not being able to be here and work because you can't work, of course. Sure, you got to dedicate, you know, and to you that. have to stay in in the hotel or whatever. Um, for like three months. Or sure, something. you got to like a long time. Um, that's just leading up to the show. It's not even when the live show is like it's a it's like a six month to a year process for the whole thing, and depending so you on really how far you make it to that. Yeah, and I was just like looking at it. I was just like, if if I would have done it, none of where I'm at right now would have happened. Mm-hmm. So hindsight, like, I'm glad that I turned down the opportunity. Would it have been a good platform for me? Sure, maybe. I don't know. Um, it allowed me to 
um, start working with with another. I got a, another record coming out mm-hmm. soon. So I, at that point, I started working with a guy named Josh Good, mm-hmm. and um, producer, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. producer Josh Good, um, and him and I just kind of. I don't even know how we started. He got me on a project that wasn't my project, how we met. And I completely, I completely just freaking crashed and burned on the session. Like I just was, I just, I feel bad, but I just wasn't, I wasn't equipped. Were you tired? No, I just like, it just, I was out of my element. I didn't know Mm -hmm. how they worked. I didn't know. I was, um. I was very nervous, which I don't get very nervous, especially for nervous, man. It's just like the suppression. It's the weight. Like when you walk into a session, you're working on somebody else's thing. That's not your thing. And you're on their time and you're on their money and they're paying you for the session. Like you Mm got to perform and you got to give a good thing. Well, I wasn't used to that pressure because everything leading up to the point was just working on just doing my own stuff, you know? And I mean, we put our own pressures on us, but we can deal with our own pressure. Yeah. And I can I'm pressure ne- myself all day and never break. And I've never been like that session guy. You mm-hmm. know, some people just are made for that and sure. live that life. And I'm just not that guy. So I went in that session and I freaking crashed. And he'll tell you, it's funny. We we still joke about it. Um, but I, I just flopped on my face, dude. And um, they got some some parts that I they could use, but I ended up like saying bro like i didn't even charge him like i just didn't take any money i was just like you know what you take that i'm you know i took it i wrote it off as a writing experience or a learning experience so um but through that he said you know you know you should come and work with something where you're the artist Mm -hmm. and i said okay so he saw something in you that he was like i could work with that. i guess so i think it was because more like uh, you know we could hang Mm mm-hmm you, if know, you can vibe a lot. If can you can happen. just if you can just go over and hang with the dude and vibe with the dude, I think that's you're about ninety percent there. Something's coming, you know. Yeah. And he uh, ended up him and I wrote, I don't know, freaking five songs, six songs. Um, Where are these songs? Um, I got an EP coming out. Now. Do you? Yes. Yeah, I I was debating on we were debating on a full record. Mm-hmm. I'm still still like man, full record sounds dope, but. Five is cool. Five's great. Five man. is cool, and it's a solid little five. People consume so quickly nowadays too. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put out a seventeen-track album, like, dude, but I everybody's like redoing that, that now. I know. Well, it, things go in cycles. Everybody's going back to like I saw what it was Tori Kelly record the other day. I was like, dude, there's like freaking twenty songs on here. Is there really? There's like seventeen. Good for her. That's a lot of tracks, That's tough, dude. Though. That's a lot of live for up for me too. as a consumer. I'm not here. I'm not hitting all seventeen. Well, I might just peek at each one. But no, like, I did that. I'm too. finding I, the three or four I dig, and that's where we're headed. Yeah, I like the single. The single approach. I'm gonna release probably two singles, and I'll drop the EP. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be like two, and then it's like boom. I like that. The other here's five. I like that. I think that's yeah. a great formula, and it's a good flow for what I have so far. Mm-hmm. What's the vibes on this? It's very pop centric. I love uh, it electronic somewhat electronic like programmed um it's like it's like funky pop fun i don't know how to explain funky it. pop fun yeah it's like it's it. like a little it's like a little jt with a little bit of uh i don't know you got some a little, a J- little yeah that kind of thing with the with N-E-R-D. the john mayer guitar maybe Maybe a little more, more, more contemporary Tom Mish kind of stuff. Expressive. You know? It's fun. Popish. It's different. Elemental. 
the things it's it's super different mm-hmm. but it's it's you huh no. it's me man um uh anything self-produced on that um no josh no? won't allow me to do that and <laughs> and uh yeah i mean okay. he keeps slapping it, me in the face there anytime that i bring something like that um like he's like keep well, working good but like yeah it's kind of like hey they're a little buckaroo yeah like, for sure you know one day um and that's which is okay it's no totally that, okay man that drives me absolutely up the wall does it really it, that's the one thing that makes me want to keep doing it uh-huh. and that's the one thing the that drive keeps, yeah it's because i've i've always fed off of like when people's don't if if people don't like if they kind of give me the oh it's it's good there you, little got, partner you, you thing. work on the chip on your shoulder yeah, yeah dude mm-hmm. it just it eats at me i get it It eats at me but that's not so much of the glory uh the glorification of like of it is somewhat that but it just it eats at my soul it drives you and i and when i'm like why does my stuff not sound like this and why and it's like am i not creative enough for that you no. know it's like you know that drives me insane um, there's something to be said for practice and persistence yeah. and repetition. Uh-huh. Like there's so you, you got you great. do have to hustle and you do have to grind and you do have to just kind of keep keep yourself fully involved in that mm-hmm. and um and you may be 43 and put out the dopest self-produced album that's ever yeah, happened. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You never know. It's like great, dude. I'll Again, call it, that's just like... I'll uh, call it washed up and in between or something, you know? like. And maybe it'll be the most monumental thing that's ever been made. Yeah. Again, it's all in the process. The The end results are just like the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. If something pops, it's like, that's awesome. I already knew it was great, though. Yeah. Because I've been in the process the whole time. I know what I did to get there. Yeah. You know? It's, it's that's all that that's just my own interpretation of the artistic process is like the process is the cake anything that happens outside of that record pops opportunities that's just the icing yeah like because you already know i built this cake i made yeah. this cake my i baked cake. it yeah my cake it might not taste good <laughs> but, but it's, it's my, my cake, cake. <laughs> yeah i love that analogy we're doing we're going with that that's your next album my cake, my cake. Yeah. with a little bit of icing <laughs> Yeah, so that's basically all I'm, I'm doing. I'm excited for that, man. man that's great. I, I am too. I'm ready for Any it. Any idea kinda... when that's popping out? I, I have no idea. Like, I got to run through things with him. He want, I got to take, I got to do the secondary stuff now. So I got to take mm-hmm. freaking pictures mm-hmm. and I got to get artwork done. Sure. And I got to do all that stuff. Sure. And then I got to figure out how this whole world of, of, of streaming and playlists and all that jazz works. So I got to figure out up. how to, how am I, how I'm going to fund it. You know, like like to promote it, like one, like, you know, try to figure out how to build an organic, you know, thing because it's it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a well, not only that, it's a new record or EP. It's it's a new, it's a, it's new a completely musical world we new. Live in. Um, well, it's a it's a completely new reinvention of my sound. Mm-hmm. Sure. Of what I'm gonna be. Right. So how do you, you know? approach it? So it's like, dude, what's this? I mean, I hope. I hope people like it. I mean, I know that there's some purists out there that aren't going to like it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That have heard my last record and that actually enjoyed the last record that they might not love it. That's fine. Um, but I've been told like many times, like, you know, some people that have, you know, that I, that have been friends with me and, you know, I've, I've heard people saying like, you know, why is shit even doing that? Like, you know, like nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Well, maybe not. You well, know, maybe but, you don't, Jared. But yeah, yeah. So Travis I, I, does. And I've he's had dope. that, and that 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 digs at me sometimes. Sure. 
you know, that takes a lot of uh, me, me uh, just being you. Just learn. You have to just, be, just, yeah. just take it and just brush it off and, mm-hmm. you know, and just continue to just do whatever, man. Because people can judge your art, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're judging, like, you as a person. Yeah. Like, this guy might be like, why is Chet doing that? But he still might love you as a person. Maybe. He might just have a different opinion on the music. Maybe. Or he hates your guts. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe Who both. Knows? But again, it's still inconsequential to the final product or to just like what you're doing in life. Yeah. People are going to judge you. That's part of it, man. Yeah. Some people are great and they're going to be like, you're the greatest, Chet. And other people are going to be like, Chet, you suck. <laughs> and you got to find the truth somewhere in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people that will overhype you and people that will just completely hate on you. Yeah. And you just have to find like, where's the truth? Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't know where it's at, man. I- but that's the beauty of life is just like, it is a journey. Yeah, figuring out like what is the truth like where who am I you know uh-huh. like that's the process man yeah just like we said jujitsu there's no like you made it there's now no end yeah. yeah we're a work in progress I think it's very arrogant for for us to think like that we'll ever have the opportunity to understand what the truth is everything <laughs> it's impossible that is so freaking arrogant that's so far out there too like to understand everything <laughs> I barely understand like how the sound is getting into that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, this is crazy. I'm talking here, and it's over how there. How does it travel through the wire and get to there? Just that right there alone proves that we know. won't understand everything. Yeah, that's way above my this. pay grade, man. Yeah, man. So like, I'm, I'm, I don't even worry. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, dude. Like, next, I just go. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm a little grain of sand, man. Yeah, man. In that, in one moment, one moment at a time. Yeah. Just that's all I can be. Yeah. So. I'm excited that you're finally dropping some new music, man. Yeah, I hope so too. I gotta get them. I gotta get it. I guess approved by by who your by producer. Jo- I gotta get them mastered too. I got one more to mix, mm-hmm. and one, and then I gotta master all five of them. Uh, I'm gonna send them off and do the real deal mm-hmm. mastering thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. send them up to New York and get them done by Randy Merrill. I, did one of my tunes and he sounded pretty good. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's how it says his last name. It's all right. He'll forgive you. Oh, I don't know if he. He'll you ne- said his he name. He doesn't know you me at all. You plugged his name, so he doesn't I mean, know he me gets, at all. You're giving him he credit. He gets everybody's work. He's fine. Great. He'll be fine. What? Like what's? It, like I want this podcast to be valuable to people that don't relate to uh, music. Oh, like no, I'm just okay. saying. Like I want like a I want like a nugget thought from. If if somebody listens to this whole thing and then they take one nugget thought, just like something you could put out in the world that you like. That you're like, I want, I want to be helpful, and this is what I would suggest. Just like anything, the what, the way that you present yourself to others is the way that others will present themselves to you. Hmm. You've experienced something, yeah. That is, I think so. That, huh? I think so. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's all going to be you know peaches and rainbows but i think that authenticity matters i think i think that no no matter whatever you do in life as long as you are um as long as you're being res- like really a, a respect just a charismatic or just whatever vibe you want to be mm-hmm. um that's what's if you, you're going to get back mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to give you're going to get back what you re- like what you release, um, and um, a lot of people don't 
really take that uh, with the weight that it really truly is mm-hmm. um, because it has an, a lot of profound effects, man. So if I were to say anything, like I guess I'm not, I would, that's what I would try to instill in my kids. Mm. Like let's, um, the way that you handle things, the way that you are, the way that you go about life, um, the way that you voice your opinions, the way that you uh, critique others, the way that you, the way that you just hold yourself or, or uh, you know, bring yourself through life is, is extremely monumental. Like, and uh, and be careful of it. Be mindful and and be careful with what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the I tongue would, is a powerful thing, man. Like, yeah. That's get you in trouble, but it also gets you in a lot of cool opportunities right. too. I've gotten in a lot of co- cool, cool opportunities of just like, just because I was, you know, I was being nice to people. Mm-hmm. Bro, kindness is so just underrated. Nice. Just being, well, nobody's, nobody's really kind. Nobody really is. I don't find that people are like genuinely like. It's hard to be kind if you're focused on yourself though. Like, I feel like kindness, like. Well, they'll be kind. They'll be kind something. in order to get something. Right. But like authentic kindness means you have to be others focused because you can't be authentically kind thinking about the, the, uh, the, um, you had a great thing the other day you posted, um, what was it? Um, love and trust. It was, uh, in order, what, what did you say? And, um, it requires, uh, love to be trusted, but love requires truth. Truth. That's Mm -hmm. right. Yep. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact quote. It was great. It, love requires truth, but it, it but it but also uh, truth, truth requires, requires love. love. Yeah, like right, right. Like just if like man, if I'm gonna tell you the truth, like I have to love you to tell yeah. you the truth. Because if I don't love you, I probably won't tell you the truth. Yeah, you know what it, I mean. It was a very cool thing. I actually told it to my wife, and she's like, "Oh, that's cool." But it's true, man. Like uh, ultimate, like kindness or or love or whatever. Like it, it, authentically you actually can't be focused on yourself or it's mm-hmm. not authentic. Yeah. Like me being nice to you because you're a musician and I want you to tell somebody else how great I am. Yeah. That's not, that's not kindness. That's not love. Like that's a, a, a manipulated version of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, and the great thing about it is too, with being like, you can, you can still kind of be an ass. <laughs> you can yeah. just be a loving ass. Right. Like, you know, there's people that I'm like, can, they're rough around the edges and I love it. You can't be stand up, you know, but you definitely, uh, you know, I just, I, I think that's, that's something that's take. I think it's just because we're in a society that's so quick now. Mm-hmm. Everything is so, you know, quickly consumed instant, 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 instant gratification instant, of everything instant. is, it's kind even of even interactions with people just instant, instant. And what it's getting faster. Get? It's oh, getting it's faster, dude. And I'm, I feel like the old man saying Technology that it's just like, damn, dude, it's like, when did I be these kids these days? You know, it's like, really when I, when did I become that? It's <laughs> I like, get it. which I'm cool with it moving sure. at that fast pace. I like there's it. different phases of life. And like you grow up and you're like, I never thought I'd be that old man. Like yeah. these kids. Yeah, I never thought I'd like, I used to like enjoy Facebook and I used to enjoy Instagram and stuff, but I find lately that I'm just been trying to put my phone down. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, just man. put it away. This is the like, newest addiction. Dude, that's that's a rough that's one to get rid of, dude. That phone is a hard addiction The opinions to get of others on this device is the new drug. 
the likes, the hearts, the the clicks. Yeah, you can. This is the new on that, drug. We do a whole nother podcast on that. Yeah, I got so many opinions on that. Yeah, uh, like I think you have to view it in the right mindset. I see this as a resource to reach people. Yeah, but sometimes I do get sucked into like, what do people think of me? How many clicks did this get? How yeah. many hearts are on there? Like that's when it gets dangerous. Once again, what's it? Yeah, again, what it's going it back matter? to like, what do people think of me? Validation of others. <laughs> yeah. Like, we just did a full circle. I know, right back into it, right? Yeah. It's funny how it all evolves into that, dude. Everything is. Everything becomes super basic. Like, what are you living for? Are you living for validation from other people? Or are you living your truth and doing the things that you inside in your gut feel are correct? Yeah. For you. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. And that's, that's all we can hope for is that you are. That you are like that we're following the the correct path because some of mm-hmm. it some of it's hard, man. Because it doesn't mean there isn't going to be crazy trials, man. Like I've I've seen a lot of 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 negative things happen to really great people, mm-hmm. and like, that's part of it. Like they said, you know, God never promised you that everything was going to be easy. Yeah, that's not the idea. We could go even deeper into that, but one hundred percent, we take us hours. hours. We would get to, yeah. Then we'd be going straight into yeah. some, into Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we'd have a lot of conversation. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, man. Is there anything else you want to uh, convey? Anything you'd like to get out? Um, like last thoughts. Before we wrap this last up. Last thoughts, man. Um, it's been great having you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, yeah, dude. Man, it's cool. For doing it. This was way. I've done a couple podcasts, dude, mm-hmm. and this was way easier. It's just so Good. easy because it's just like, yeah, it's just friends talking yeah, now, man. dude. I just want to be authentic again. I yeah. think that's a, like, if we could say anything about this, anything I've gotten from you, like, you're just authentic, man. And well, yeah, thanks, dude. I, I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. Um, I would say there is truth if you're looking for it, hmm. and if you're willing to receive it. Mm. I like that a lot. That's what I'm going to leave you with. Say I don't want to get any. There's truth if you're looking for it and if you're willing to receive it. Mm, that's powerful, man. I'm going to leave with that. I'm not going to say anything else, but I'm going to say that. Chet, thanks for coming on, man. Dude, thanks for having it's me, bro. It's been a pleasure, brother. Yeah. All right. Till next time. This was what? Inside the Beer with Chet Stevens. <laughs>